Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. We're recording live from Osten, Belgium. So the next round of waffles is on me. Hey, kids, you're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Sexual Healing Cheeseman. This is Chad. I wish I knew how to get on a train so wash. And on this week's show, LinkedIn loses again. Oh. Pando raises the bar. Pando. And Zoom Info goes shopping. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text uh. kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> little sexual healing. So yeah. a little known fact, uh, Marvin Gaye, for the kids out in the audience that don't uh -huh. know, pro arguably the greatest singer of all time yes. in popular no music. No question. If you haven't heard his rendition of uh, the National Anthem, do yourself a favor and, and YouTube that one from, Quickly. I think, the All-Star Game. And then Jimi Hendrix after that. But yeah, yeah, do that one. So yeah. anyway, uh, Marvin spent some time here in Ostend, 
Belgium. Lived here. Had no clue. No clue, right? I, I Googled things to do in uh, Austin, yeah. and uh, he's got an actual tour called the Digital Love Tour, which the is an appropriate name for Marvin Love Gaye. Tour, yes. He lived here. There's video footage. There's a documentary of him hanging out with some Belgians Dude, and, that's and awesome. having a good time. Yeah. But he apparently read and or recorded uh, Sexual Healing right here in Austin. So I'm really? Bill the Love. Wow. So I'm Joel Sexual Healing Cheeseman for this, this week's show. Very nice. My, my favorite Marvin Gaye song is What's Going On. An album as well. Oh my God, that song. I I can listen to it like on repeat all day. Amazing. And the guy's voice, I mean, heard through the grape. I mean, he's so much good stuff. But anyway, yes. Like much much great greatness from 1971, that song and album was released. (laughs) Yes. 50 Almost one, two years Ish. ago. Years yeah. ago, yes, yes. So we are in, obviously, Ustend. Is it Ustend? Ustenda? So I've heard Ustenda. I've heard Ustend. Every time Levin says it, it sounds like he's saying Austin, like Austin, Texas. That's what I thought it was at yeah, first. When he's so like, the I. conference is in Austin, I thought, yeah. well, that's a weird place for huh, a European For a Belgian conference, conference yeah, in hey. Texas? Yeah. No, okay. Ustend. Ostend. And I've seen it spelled many different ways as well. Yeah, well, it, we're, we're not just in Belgian, Belgium, kids. We uh, we actually took a train yesterday to Amsterdam, Amsterdam baby. Joel's first time in Amsterdam. Yeah, no, Amsterdam we didn't. Virgin. We didn't hit the red light district. I know. We're gonna, we, we need at least a whole weekend for my that. My wife tracks me on my iPhone, so I can't be caught <laughs> in the red light district. That's why you keep it in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Does that work for you? That doesn't work for uh, me. I, I, she doesn't track me, so I don't have to worry about that. So beautiful city. Yes. The most chill, artsy-fartsy place uh, I think I've ever been. Gorgeous. I felt like I was in a Willy Wonka sort of <laughs> art deco movie from the 70s. Oh, my God. Uh, great architecture, great history, and great company. We yes. met up with our friends at Tex Colonel. Yep. Uh, Herard, Herard, Samantha, and Chris, uh-huh. uh, all friends of the show, and it was great meeting them and having having some quality time with a sponsor, eating good food and drinking good beer and having good conversation, much of which will be off the record, Chad. Yes, it will. We, we will do that for yes, on request. We will. <laughs> Not to mention, the beer, the beer just tastes so much better when somebody else is buying it. I got like, a question, though. Yes. Is the beer alcohol content on some sort of metric system here in Europe? Because it seems a little higher than it does back in the States. Yes. I don't know if that's a yes, the metrics per, the thing or ABV what. The ABV percentage is on metric system. I don't I, I don't know. We'll have to look that one up for, for later. We got a guy we can ask. Yeah. We got we, a guy we can one ask. One thing that we need to do, though, I've got to cover this quick, is I we didn't get home till 2 a.m., last night yes we had so much fun in Amsterdam no no Chad fucked up the train I'm just gonna let you sink on this one <laughs> Chad, I'm gonna stay quiet over here drinking Chad my train. really fucked up the, and Joel was actually pointing at the train saying hey I think this is our train I'm looking at the board which hadn't updated yet and I'm like no board says this isn't our train are you sure this isn't the train yeah he asked like 10 times I'm like <laughs> and the board doesn't say it's the train so it's not the train yes it's right behind this one it was it's the train. right behind this one yeah That's it was right. the, as soon as it left the board <laughs> updated and i went oh shit that was our train <laughs> so you know that was that was not good and so. a side note i saw no bar in the airport so <laughs> we were doubly screwed and that we had to just sit there and uh just take it we yes had no no medicine to help take wash down that that pill 
we we have a Congress tomorrow. We do. We actually have to work uh, on this trip. If apparently. you want to call that work, yeah, okay. We'll, we have, we'll call we it have work. to work. We'll classify we that. To, we have to throw fruit from a balcony uh, <laughs> at people. But yeah, we are uh, full on the e-recruiting Congress, Congress mm-hmm. put on by our friends at House of HR. Love those If you guys. haven't listened to the European podcast and uh, gotten a taste of Levin's sarcastic knowledge of the industry and the, and the continent. You got to tune in for so that. Good. But they invited us to come in, sit in the balcony, which allegedly there's a bar. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. We're, we're total, checking it out right after this podcast. It's total entrapment. It's total entrapment. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for the last few speakers uh, that are going <laughs> up, but we're going to, we're going to heckle and interview and get some good content for you guys. Uh, excited about what's going on in Europe. Tons of money, tons of startup, tons of cool stuff going on here, uh, and I'm really excited to uh, to see some old friends, meet some new ones, and uh, get some good content. Hopefully, deliver that to the listeners of the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Planes, trains, and bird scooters got us to <laughs> the House of HR. I love me a bird scooter, e- baby. Recruitment Congress. I cannot wait. Then, then next week, I get to actually go back to my my new home. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, knock on wood, we get to close on a condo. The podcaster of Portugal. By the way, on bird scooters, yes. a lot less fun here in Europe because they actually have <laughs> lanes for bikes and scooters. Yes. In the States, you got to ride the snake, baby. It's yeah. a wild ride. So yeah. it was a little less less exciting riding the uh, the bird scooter. Well, you might get Christine on a bird scooter here. I could. Yes. I could. Yeah. She loves Europe for so many reasons. Uh, yeah. I, I could maybe do that. But yeah, taking a header in Paris is not a good yeah. reason. Yes. Paris is a little snakish. That's a little more dangerous <laughs> than, uh, than Belgium, apparently. Yes. Oh. oh. Should okay. we get to some shout outs? We should do some shout outs. Let me go ahead and throw the first one out there to Darian Mikkel. You might know this kid. He was on Firing Squad, the CEO, founder of Qualify. That's the weird. The koala. Yeah, the qualify, <laughs> but it's spelled weird. Anyway, anyway, anyway. He, he won the Rising Entrepreneur Mirror Award during TechPoint's 23rd Annual Mirror Awards Gala, honoring the best tech in Indiana. One of the things that I think really drives me crazy about our industry is when people say, oh, you're from Indiana. Motherfucker, the industry literally was born in indiana we have so many like tech uh, recruitment tech hr tech ta tech experts in this space in indianapolis and around indianapolis and in indiana to have the mirror awards and to have a guy like darian who by the way got i think a double applause on firing which i think the mirror awards actually listened to and that actually helped him win that's what i'm clearly everyone that touches our show has huge success (laughs) whether it's acquisition awards whatever yeah you you need to be on the show because good fortune will follow you by the way there needs to be a wikipedia page on indiana's contribution to the online employment yeah can can we get somebody on that no shit anyone want to do that anyone that'd be be great uh jerry Crispin, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> From his home in New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> but, but seriously. Well, he cares about history, though. He That's does the care thing. about history. But, but seriously, congrats, <laughs> Darian and the team over at Qualify for winning the, uh, the Mira. Well, Chad, an event that is not in Indiana, but very close oh. on the shores of Chicago. I got to talk about PerksCon. Yes. What? PerksCon is a thing happening May 11th. Is this, is this, is this porn? Nope. Perks, perks like employee I perks. know but you never know these days well could, depending on the employer oh, we've talked call. about the yeah. uh, the wank room or the oh, wank okay. pod so <laughs> the, the wank I don't know no word if the wank pod is okay. going to be at perks con but uh, who knows That's so perks con happening in the windy city features quote the best and employee perks and benefits 
But that's not all, Chad. Yeah. This year, PerksCon is pulling out all the stops from a <laughs> signature champagne toast to a full metaverse experience. What? But wait, that's not all, Chad. Oh, my God. PerksCon is also introducing its own NFT Quote unquote Stop. golden tickets Stop. this year, where 20 randomly selected attendees will have their digital event ticket transformed oh. into a valuable NFT offering lifetime attendance at PerksCon. Holy hell, conferences are taking it up a notch. Everyone pay attention. If you're not if you're not doing it perks con style, you're just not doing it right. Yeah, you said pull out and then taking it up, and I thought you were gonna say taking it up something else. Uh big shout out <laughs> no, to No, that's a perk. Big shout out to Facebook who is pulling podcast the, their podcast Are they platform. Pulling out? They're pulling out. They're pulling out of the podcast <laughs> platform. Podcasting is hard, man. I mean, I, I don't know how many podcast they're like a, a million podcasts that are out there. And like 70% of them have six episodes and that's it. And people, I mean, they just stop because it's not easy. It's really hard. Let's put it that I'm saying this on the, from the shores of Belgium, by the way, pulling out. It's really hard. We're, we got it, Chad. But, but, uh, but Facebook, obviously they couldn't handle it. And this is interesting to me because the, the content that they would be able to pull in could have been amazing. Right. Sure. Why do you, why do you see them pulling out of something like this? Well, they've got their hands full with this whole metaverse thing. So I think uh, just like pulling out uh, jobs, they're cutting some fat. Uh, and uh-huh. they maybe took a lesson from our friends at CNN and said, you know, packing up shop and uh, pulling the cord is maybe uh, not the worst thing in the world. Gotcha. What's interesting to me as well is uh, you might remember Bulletin that they launched a few uh, months ago, maybe a year ago, uh-huh. which was their content play. They yes. paid, they paid high profile thought leaders to add content. Uh, yeah. Everyone's have sort of forgotten about it at this point. I don't even know if it's still alive, but bulletin Dead. bulletin may get uh, it's plugged pulled soon as well. Yeah. And I'll add Chad. Yeah. You might remember LinkedIn launched its podcast thingamajiggy. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Shit, I forgot. Which everyone has already forgotten about. Yes. Uh, That was back in just February. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if LinkedIn takes a little cue from Facebook and shuts down its... uh, podcast offering similarly to stories not easy had no business getting into either not easy kids it's not easy pat ourselves on the back real quick (laughs) if we can do it everyone can do it shout out to sonic chad sonic yep what goes with a great beer what goes with a a good beer is a great burger uh sonic's been producing them for a long time anyway that's not what we're here to talk about okay the great american hospitality llc company a sonic licensee we're in Europe. A lot of people don't know Sonic, but they serve up good burgers. Uh, I think fast food style. Greasy. They have partnered with Daily Pay to provide an on-demand pay functionality to its employees. Through this partnership, hundreds of Sonic employees can now access their pay immediately after completing a shift. Why isn't everybody doing this, Chad? Because they like holding on to cash. That's why. Yeah. I mean, it. there's no question if you want to provide perks... To your employees and, and hopefully get them off the payday fucking loans and shit like that. Just give them yeah. their fucking money, man. I mean, we in the U.S., we have a huge issue with payday loans and people just digging holes. And I remember talking about low wage earners, right? So we've got to be able to do something to be able to help them get cash faster. Maybe pay them a better wage too. fuck. I don't know. But anyway, this is this is a great move. 
great morality, great thing to do, but also good business sense, Chad, because paying your people the day of is probably a good retention and recruiting tool. I know yes. that if I was in that line of work, I would probably gravitate toward a company that paid me the day that I worked as opposed to waiting two weeks. Do people still do two weeks? They Holy do. Shit. They do. Good Lord. Well, think of that for nursing. I mean, for everything. Seriously. I mean, it just it just makes good sense. Um, shout outs. Another shout out to uh, Recruit CRM's marketing department. Okay. So we had Recruit CRM on the show. They did Firing Squad. They did very well. But for most companies, that's enough. They do the show, and maybe the CEO shares it on, on LinkedIn. Yeah. Companies should really take this kind of content marketing yes. to the next level and recruit CRM, uh-huh. to their credit. They did an actual image of, of your mug with my mug, and, they, <laughs> and it's, a, it's a cartoon animated head. And then they did the same with their CEO. Right. So it was a consistent cartoon kind of thingy. Right. Created, a, you know, listen to the podcast. Here's our company, yada, yada. And, and, and marketed that on social media. And I just think it's that little extra something that not enough marketing uh, departments do. Yes. And I just wanted to point it out, like, this is a, not a big company, right? But they, they went the extra mile, and we appreciated it, and we thought enough to say something on the show that marketing people do better. Content, baby, content. So many great tidbits from not just our show, Too but easy. Other, other times you're on podcasts. Sound or bites. Like sound bites, yes. visuals. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff that you Text can be doing. Quotes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't just don't just give money to Facebook and Google and call it a day. Like, Stop being th- so think weak. Think outside the yeah. box a little bit. Yes. Chad, let's talk about free shit real quick. Oh, not free <laughs> shit. <laughs> got to talk about it. Okay. All right, guys, if you love free shit, and who doesn't? I love these ha- free olives that we got at the olives bar. And, these are uh, fucking awesome. Starburst cracker things oh, crackers, that are delicious. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, who knew? Um, mm. So so everyone loves free shit, but you got you to gotta register to win. Mm-hmm. You got to take a little extra step than most people. It's easy. You got to go to chatcheese.com, click on the link, put in your information, we're talking about free T-shirts and not some crappy Hanes beefy T-shirt. We're talking about tri-blend comb cotton. Like we Ooh, spared no expense. Comb cotton. And that's thanks to Emissary who's sponsoring that effort. Uh-huh. We also have beer from our friends at Pillar and solid quality whiskey. I'm kind of in a scotch mood here that we're in, in Europe or maybe okay. a cognac or something uh-huh. we might have to, to throw out this month. But anyway, if you like whiskey, uh, you have you get a chance to win that. Just go to chatcheese.com, click on the free link and uh, register today. Excellent. And with that, topics. All right, Chad, LinkedIn is in the news again. Remember last week they were suing Haikyuu? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which the media seemed to think was a big win. Uh, for I think for, it's a, a for win IQ. for the industry. I think it was a little, well, it was a little win for uh, LinkedIn's legal department for sure. Uh, anyway, Le- uh, LinkedIn and the U.S. Department of Labor have settled allegations that the business networking social media company failed to pay its male and female workers equally. Oh, Uh-oh. LinkedIn is required to pay the affected employees one point eight million dollars. So they looked in the couch cushion for that, yeah, for that no uh, payback. Uh, they Not paid be- back wages uh, and interest. Hold, uh, they're set to hold compliance uh, training and evaluate uh, their pay equity over the next three years. I'm not sure why it's going to take three years. But anyway, the suit alleges pay discrimination that denied 686 female workers at the company's San Francisco and Sunnyvale locations between March of 15 and March of 17. 
I know this kind of shit gets you fired up, Chad. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that's back wages that they should have paid in the first place with interest, yada, yada, yada. The EEOC, the U.S. government, needs to be fining people, okay? That's not a fine. That's the, the money that these people earned and they should have had in the first place, right? So we're, we're sitting and saying, oh, they're finally coming to the table and doing what they should have. Well, it, they, they didn't. They got caught. They should have got fined. They didn't get fined. So this is $1.8 million that they owed these people in the first place. In the statement on Monday, LinkedIn said it agreed to settle the matter, but denied that they paid the employees unequally. That is total, complete bullshit, in my opinion. Here's a quote. In 2021, this is something that they, you know they did, because this was coming out, and they knew this, this information was coming out on the settlement, and they knew they were going to settle, so they had to do something. Here's a quote. In 2021, we conducted an equal pay analysis and found that globally, for every $1 earned by men, our female employees earned 99 cents on the dollar, which is closer than, than most. In the U.S., our employees of color earned a dollar for every dollar earned by our white employees, LinkedIn said. I love it when companies share a fraction of their comp data because you know those are their best numbers. Now, show us the worst. This is why full pay transparency is a must. Again, EEOC, listen. PR firms and compliance pros believe that the crumbs are good enough, right? The employees, candidates, and future employees all deserve that data out in the wild. Everybody should know how companies are being are, are, are paying. And this shouldn't be a, oh, wait a minute, the U.S. government had to dig into this data, right? It should be out there for everybody. And, and, and this just demonstrates that a big company like LinkedIn, owned by Microsoft, they still have a bunch of uh, skeletons in their closet. They're only showing two pieces of data here. Yeah. Chad, I know you love pay transparency. Thank goodness government is taking the initiative to make this the law of the land because these fees that these companies are ridiculous enduring ridiculous uh, I put that in quotes <laughs> just are not going to change the system no the feed to, to LinkedIn this is for 686 work 686 workers uh, that's not like four workers, right? Yeah. That's a significant number. You might remember uh, Google was required to pay $3.8 million last year um, for a compensation and hiring discrimination suit that happened there. This, this is chump change to Google, LinkedIn, these big tech companies. So unless the fees are going to be legitimate and the rewards are going to be significant, remember there are legal fees in this. There are, I mean, if you really cut down on how much is going in terms of the workers, I mean, I don't know if it's, it's worth it to go through the time and energy and legal, illegal battles to, to make this something that you want to do. So long story short, I'm, I'm glad to see state governments, local governments, maybe federal governments at some point make trans, pay transparency uh, the law of the land because I think this case shows that the fines are not going to get it done. Oh, no. Well, and this, again, this is not a fine. They need to be fined. And you point out a great, great area that is not covered. So they, they cover $1.8 What about all the time and the taxpayer money 
that was used to be able to get to this point, right? They need to they need to fucking pony up for that shit too. It, this is not just about the employees who got fucked. This is now about the American taxpayer who's getting fucked, right? So uh, again, a hey, great point, great point. Money, Chad. It's it's money, money, money. Everybody's getting paid, these motherfuckers. So let's talk about getting paid. Only if the details of the <laughs> transaction are not disclosed. Go All figure. Right. Go figure. Glassdoor wannabe comparably has been acquired by Zoom Info, a public company that trades under the ticker ZI. For those who don't know, Zoom collects data on people and organizations to support marketing, sales, and recruiting initiatives. Details were not disclosed. Founded in 2015 by entrepreneur Jason Jason Nazar, comparably had raised a total of $13.8 million. Comparably says it has 15 million reviews, uh, enjoys 150% year-over-year growth, and saw more than 20 million visitors come to its employee review site last year. Nazar and the rest of the Comparably team will join Zoom Info, which has 3,000 employees, and will also grow Comparably's team of just under 100 people. The Comparably, Comparably brand and product will remain intact. Chad, you got any thoughts on this deal? Wait a second, I'm finishing a cracker. They're so good. It's like a uh, it's like a cheese, oh, it's garlic, good. Uh, pepper explosion in your mouth. Got to wash it down with Chimay here. Give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, that's good. I'm gonna get a Duval next. Uh, there's no question. Okay, so this is this is an interesting because Zoom Info is talking about attracting and hiring talent. Number one, and employer branding and recruitment marketing. I don't think those are areas that are are, are really long term and strategic wins for Zoom Info. Much like Google, Facebook, and Stack Overflow, we've seen all those three organizations, big organizations, jump out of talent acquisition and hiring and, and all that stuff. So I see Zoom Info continuing to pull the data for data's sake because they are a data company. I don't see them staying in the space at all because, I mean, if you think about all the different areas of business and business intelligence that they can actually go out and, and rake in the cash, uh, this is not one of them. So there, there are two sides to this story from my perspective. So let's talk about the comparably side real quick. The keyword there is 2015 founding. So if my math is right, 2022 minus 2015 is seven years. Seven years is typically the runway startups get by investors to have a liquidation event. And what did we have here? A liquidation event. So I think in, in large part, this deal had to be done in terms of the clock ticking from the investors. So a fire sale, you think? I don't know if it's a fire. It's a sale that had to happen. Whether or not they took bottom dollar, we'll never know because the terms were not disclosed. But I have to think that it was not a hundred plus million dollar deal on this company. We can all agree that Comparably did not take down or really compete with Glassdoor in any significant way. They had partnered with ZipRecruiter late last year, which... Go to ZipRecruiter and try to find the comparably data and yeah. the reviews. Like yeah, yeah. it's not a real tight integration, <laughs> which is founded- a failure for ZipRecruiter and Comparably. But I mean, yeah. but seriously, this because if ZipRecruiter really wants to compete with Indeed, they need to have the review data. I mean, a lot of that that Glassdoor has in. I mean, already integrated into in, Indeed. Yeah, I think so. There's. I don't know because Monster a while back partnered with Kanunu yeah. for reviews, which they've since gotten rid of. So there, there's some Is discon- Kanunu even around anymore? They're big in Europe, just okay. like us, Chad. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so there's some disconnect with job boards thinking they can just plug in a little bit of data. And I, so I, I'm not sure what, 
what's the problem there, the disconnect there. Um, but back to Comparably, their founder is a serial entrepreneur guy. Uh, he, you know, he founded a company uh, before this one. So I think he was probably fed up with this whole employment business. He's probably got other ideas. My guess is he'll stick around for a year and then he'll become an advisor to the company and, and go start something else. So for Comparably, I think it was just, it was an attempt to take on Glassdoor, maybe do it, do it in a different way. Um, it simply didn't work out. And I think that they found a buyer in Zoom Info uh, that made that work. Now let's go to Zoom Info, the other piece of this uh, commentary. So Zoom Info, you remember, really started out as a almost a people search really early on. I can remember Zoom Info where they would ask, like send in uh, business cards. And if you, if you put in people's info, you would get certain number of searches back. So there was sort of this crowd sourcing of data. So you, you'd get a bunch of business cards, put in their data, and then you'd get a number of searches or credits or something. So anyway, they've evolved since then. They're a big company, publicly traded company, and they have these three, three main segments that they target is sales, marketing, and recruiting. Well, we talk a lot about the people search business in recruiting becoming commoditized, right? We talk about seek out, hiring solved, hire easy, you know, all pivoting their businesses because it's, it's becoming a commodity uh, to search people online. So to me, if you were to argue why this works, it may be simply, hey, look, if we can keep comparably separate, get employers to use that, maybe make it free, maybe make it like, uh, a lease, a loss leader, uh, a lead funnel part of, of, of Zoom's business and say, hey, you're using Comparably to, to build your brand. Why not use Zoom Info to source candidates and find, find people? So in that case, it might work. Otherwise, it feels a lot like putting a square, you know, square peg in a round hole. It doesn't really make a lot of sense unless you think about, well, it could be a, a, a lead generator for the Zoom Info recruiting business. So anyway, that's a long-winded way of saying like, this doesn't make a lot of sense. I think it was a startup that didn't quite make it. Uh, this story will be forgotten. Uh, I've already kind of forgotten about it, talking about it. I think comparably will be forgotten in the yeah. next in the next couple of years. It'll, it'll fade away and next thing you know, you're like, and I also think Zoom Info won't go down the track of, of hiring and, and recruiting. So it'll just kind of like disappear. Yeah. Okay. Well, time will tell. That's where I'm at. Time will tell. Let's take a quick break and uh, pay some bills and we'll do a little buy or sell. Buy or My sell. My favorite game for sure. Love it. Might need another beer. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to 
pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, Chad, are you ready for a little buyer sale? I am always ready for buyer sale. All right, our listeners know how this works. We got three startups who got money this week, and we're going to read a little summary. And Chad and I are either going to buy or sell those startups. Number one is Bar Razor, which makes me think of (laughs) Hellraiser, which gave me some nightmares last night. They tout themselves as an interview as a service provider. That's clever. The company claims to be a, quote, groundbreaking AI-enhanced smart interviewing platform and has raised $4.2 million in seed money. Bar Razor's AI-powered platform, quote, schedules candidate interviews around the clock, utilizes a global community of 800-plus recognized experts from leading companies to do those interviews, end quote. The funding will be used to expand the company's geographical presence and enable Bar Razor to scale its engineering and data science teams. Chad, are you ready to raise a glass to Bar Razor, or is this one a sell? <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of interviewing tech. Anything to help expedite and scale the process during one of the the, the worst bottlenecks in recruiting, which is interviewing. Interviewing sucks. But there are way too many questions when you're on the outside looking in as a prospective client. Uh, here's here's a quote from uh, from from the press release. Bar Razor's AI powered platform schedules candidate interviews around the clock, utilizing a global community of 800 plus recognized experts from leading companies. End quote. So is this platform all AI? They, they talk about AI a lot, right? No, there are 800 plus recognized industry experts for what? Are they doing the interviews or is the AI doing the interviews? Did the 800 plus experts help train the AI? Uh, And if so, who audits the AI? I mean, whether the 800 plus are experts or not, they're human and they hold biases. If the experts are performing the interview, then it's not AI, right? And it's not scalable. And there's a lot of pay that has to go into that, right? So too many questions, most around compliance, bias, risk, and just an AI, not incredibly scaled smokescreen. They're using AI a lot, but it it feels like it's human powered. So this is an easy sell for me. All right. We don't have our soundboard because we're live, but... (laughs) That's a sell for Mr. Sowash. So I, like you, really enjoy uh, video interviewing or interviewing technology. Sorry, there is video as part of this. I also think that companies hate hiring recruiters. I think if companies could streamline the, the, the number of recruiters that they have, uh, maybe even making it zero, whether that's by automation or a tool like this, I think it makes a lot of sense. If I can have a team of quote-unquote experts doing the interviewing and they're experienced with particular skill sets and asking the right questions and maybe getting just a feel for a candidate uh, that I normally maybe wouldn't if I'm not a career recruiter in a, a specific skill set. Um, I think this works where I think that it's a little tricky is these people don't work for the company. So how do you, how do you interview for a company and the first touch point with that company is a contractor to do the interviewing now i know that staffing and headhunting like that's sort of normal in many cases but i think it's just a little bit weird to have this person that is just sort of on contract 
uh, to interview you. They may not know a lot about the company. So if you have questions about the culture, uh, the benefits, et cetera, I mean, what do they say if they don't know? Oh, well, we'll get to that later or I'll, I'll send you a chat bot to talk to about benefits. So I think there are some disparate pieces that are a little bit in question here. But overall, I think that the, the trend of replacing recruiters, uh, reducing headcount, having experts on contract to help you with the uh, hiring process is a good thing. So for me, Chad... It's a buy. It's a buy. Really? Let's go to company number two. Okay. Valence. Valence. This startup based in beautiful Toronto, Canada. Don't call it Toronto, (laughs) Chad, because that's not how the Canadians said it. Say it. Founded in 2017. Describes itself as a set of tools for talent and development, specifically teams-based coaching in an organization. Valence lets managers track team performance by certain metrics and... If they deem it necessary, intervene with, quote, guided conversations, end quote. Guided. The New York-based company announced this week it raised $25 million in a Series A round. Customers include Fortune 500 brands like, ooh, Coca-Cola, Boston Scientific, Illumina, and Applied Materials. Chad, are you ready to get down with Valance, or is this one a dumper? So it's interesting because after years of working hybrid, remote, you know, the whole COVID thing, uh, companies are, are, are panicking about hybrid and remote. They've been doing yep. this for years, but and they're fucking money. panicking right now. So how will we ever manage these people? How will we drive and develop better teamwork? The sky's falling. I mean, this is Chicken Little 101, and that's what's happening in the market right now. So, well, Valance provides somewhat of an easy button for a company to hit during panic season. It feels like a little bit of a spyware platform wrapped into a remote teamwork kind of kind of deal, but I think companies will hit the Valance easy button. And I see a company like this being a perfect acquisition target for a company like Remote, who has a ton of fucking cash, which would broaden their TAM and wallet share. So for me, it's a buy. Now, one big point of advice for Valance, get a few industry advisors in to help them around go to market at this point, do it quick. Because this is the time, it's, there's going to be a window, you have to get this done, but you, they don't have enough experience on their team, I believe, to actually get this done quickly on the go-to-market side. And Chad and I are for sale, just so you know, Valance. Just <laughs> I, so I you know. I wasn't doing that, but... Slide yeah, it, in Chad's DMs. Doesn't make sense, Why don't yeah. you? Yeah. All right. Uh, Valance. Work, uh, look, work from home has made conversations and engagement more important than ever. Uh, plus, retention and internal mobility are vital in light of, quote, the great resignation, it Chad. It is. Uh, intercompanies like Valance. Uh, it kind of feels old school, um, unlike, I don't know, tracking biometrics where you can wear an aura ring and companies <laughs> sort of find out how you're feeling. Uh, but maybe the world needs a little old school human interaction. And to me, that's sort of what Valance is hoping to do. I think they play in that lane. I think they'll get a ton of competition. And you've already commented on some of the, the burgeoning startups that are looking to, to compete in this space, as well as some of the big guys that are making inroads into the whole remote work from home. How do we keep it human? How do we keep people engaged? Uh, but I also like it, as you do, as an acquisition target. 
uh, for someone in the very near future. And I think the $25 million that they have make it affordable for a lot of companies. So for me as well, it's a buy. Man, All right, you're let's buying go to, everything. Let's go to Panda. Oh, wait for this one, <laughs> okay, Chad. Let's okay, go okay, to, okay. Let's go to Panda. Don't call them logical. Uh, this San Francisco-based <laughs> startup says it's an employee career progression platform that aims to make the insights gleaned from an annual review available year-round. CEO Barbara Gago said in a Forbes interview, quote, the biggest mistake that companies are making today is keeping employees in the dark about their future, end quote. The company is coming out of its beta period and launching with a $6.9 million in seed and pre-seed funding. The Pando platform allows employees and managers to continuously track competency scores on things like communication, project management, mentorship, community building, and other contributions to the workplace. Customers include our friends at Oyster HR, Shipwell, and Codility. Pando, not to be confused with podcast sponsor Pando Logic, right. currently targets businesses with 50 to 1,000 employees. Chad, are you doing the Pando or are you don't in the Pando? This is an Amsterdam company. We're in close proximity. As a matter of fact, we were there yesterday. We could have met up with the founder. But the founder and CEO has a background, pretty impressive background with greenhouse and culture amp right so i expect a lot from this but pando is selling employee progression have you heard that term during the current state of the market no 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 words like internal mobility retention are selling right now nothing on the homepage or the about page says anything about internal mobility or retention if you understand this industry, which she should, you know, she was in marketing for these organizations, by the way, you know, those are the two topics that are incredibly hot right now. If a startup can't understand how to articulate the product, that's a huge warning sign. If the company brings in some industry experts, again, understands the industry problems and then wraps this new message around the brand, the brand, it might be a buy. But at this point, they have no clue what the problem is in the industry. So it's a sell for me. Oh, ouch. That's two sells for Mr. Sowash. All right. Blame it on the millennials. Different than Valance's sort of deep conversations that I think they're trying to drive with employees. Uh-huh. Yep. This is a continuous feedback loop. Uh, that I think millennials have driven is something that they need and have to have uh, in employment. No word on Gen Z's opinion on this sort of stuff. They seem to be a little bit tougher, rough around the edges. Uh, I guess the time will tell on that. But to me, this has already been done. You mentioned Culture Amp. 15.5 has been around for a decade. You have big players like Lattice looking into this sort of business. So two things there. One is, if it's been around for 10 years, why hasn't it been a huge win? Why hasn't 15.5 gone public or been bought, bought for a ton of money, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah. to me, like, there's no track record that this is a huge deal. Will millennials change that? Will it become that much more popular? Well, then I go to the people with big dollars that are more platform-related that can provide this service uh, for companies. So from to me, it just feels a lot like a knife in a gunfight. I don't think it ends well uh, for Pando. 
I'm also uh, not going to be surprised if a cease and desist from our friends at Pando Logic make its way <laughs> to Pando. I don't know. I think uh, yeah. the salesperson says, hey, I'm from Pando. Although they do have Pando.com, which is good on them that they were able to get that. For, but for me, this is like it's been there, done that. They don't have the, uh, the guns to come in fighting and be competitive. So for me, Pando... They are my sell for the week. Two buys and one sell from Cheeseman. Two sells and a buy for me. Sounds about right. Let's take a quick break. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. So let's come back and talk a little Nike and Airbnb. Yes. Chad, there's a leak. I don't know <laughs> if, you, I don't Wait know if you heard. Is that what that sound was? <laughs> there's a leak. Uh, Nike this week announced a, quote, phased return to U.S. offices, requiring most workers to return by May 3rd. What is today? May 5th? Oh, my God. They're already at work. Can they make up their minds? It's like they're remote. They're hybrid. They're, I mean, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're going with a 3-2 hybrid model. An internal email back in December. Isn't that revealed, a defense? I think that's a defense. <laughs> it's, it sounds a little bit like a boiling uh, pot of frog to me. But let's, let's dig into this. Back in December, a secret memo that leaked revealed that only 54% of employees thought Nike's plan to return to the office back then gave them enough flexibility. Fast forward to today, and Nike has changed its tune a little bit, saying, quote, we are phasing our return over the coming months to give you the time, space, and flexibility to plan and prepare. That's what they told workers. Nike said in the message, they, quote, embodied flexibility, Chad. <laughs> okay. On the other side of that coin, okay. let's talk a little Airbnb. Please. In contrast, our friends at Airbnb, a company that seems to do just about everything right, am I right, has taken a different approach, announcing on their website, not a, not a leak, Chad, not an email leak, on their website from their CEO, says that workers can basically do whatever the hell they want. Home, office, mom's basement, Airbnb <laughs> don't give a shit. They've been more productive than ever. They found that working from home increases productivity, increases profits, and they are full on in board, not just the tip. The company CEO wrote, quote, today's startups have embraced remote work and flexibility, and I think this will become the predominant way that we all work 10 years from now. This is where the world is going. Chad, who really embodies flexibility again is it nike or is it airbnb your thoughts Ooh, I, I think i think nike's lost their way man um but 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 before i get there i gotta say brian chesky is my fucking hero not because of this move but because of his consistency or his constant focus on what is best for his employees number one 
hosts and then the company. He understands that driving revenue doesn't happen without those stakeholders. There are plenty of old white dudes out there that will fund or become uh, stockholders, right? But the most important humans are the employees and the hosts who live and bleed Airbnb. For, for the last 40 years, we focused on the old white dudes who have the money. Those are not the people who are actually making the organizations run. So as I had said, I feel like Nike has truly lost their way in, in, in comparison. In this email, 54% of employees thought Nike's plan to return to the office gave, gave them. So an internal email that month revealed that only, only 54% of employees thought Nike's plan to return to the office gave them enough flexibility. Again, flexibility isn't a forced measure and it's not boiling the frog, which I think Nike's, Nike's trying to do here. So when we are in such a tight labor market where you, you want the best and brightest, right? You're not going to be able to get it in a three, two scenario where people, it, it's transparent. What you're trying to do is force people back into the office for five days. That's all there is to it, right? So I think Nike is losing here. Airbnb will get much better talent, uh, no question. Two well-known companies, two very different companies. Nike's a 50-year-old business that makes a, a, a physical shoe, as well as clothes and a bunch of other stuff. Making stuff lends itself to being with someone. And you and I have talked about, could the iPhone have be, been made today in a work-from-home environment? I think it could easily. You say yes. Yeah. I, 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 have, I have my doubts. Okay. We talk about remote work getting messy. Big banks, get your ass back to work. That's the culture. That's, that's just the way I think that's going to be. Airbnb, tech companies, he's right. 10 years from now, I don't know if they'll have offices. And if they have offices, it'll be you know, baristas serving coffee and entertainment and bowling. I don't, I like, I don't know what that'll look like. Stand-up comics at 5 o'clock. If your job is you know, coding, selling, you know, dealing with funnels and you know, cloud computing, yeah. like, there's no reason to be in a physical office. Now, I think we both agree that it's going to take 10 years for every, everything to figure out like, okay, I want to work for... JP Morgan. You know, I want to work for a big Wall Street firm. And I know that if I want to do that, I have to go to work every day and I have to put on a suit and I have to meet with clients. And this is, if, if I choose that route of work, that's what I'm going to do. If that's not for me, I have altern I have options, right? There are going to be people who want to make shoes or Teslas or pa Peloton bikes that realize if I want to do that, I have to be in the office for a particular set, you know, particular time to put my hands on the product, to make the product, to co coordinate with other people that are making the product. So I think maybe things are going into like a three-tiered employer, right? Like it's either you're here all the time, you're here kind of, sort of, or we don't give a shit. And yeah. it seems to me like the, the big reshuffling will be the employees at Nike who don't want to go to work at all. They're going to go work for the Airbnbs of the world. There will be challenger shoe companies that will actually provide yes. more sub, more flexibility that will actually drain that talent from them. And that's what we're seeing from the banking and Goldman Sachs and Jamie Dimon and whatnot. Yeah. You're seeing challenger companies saying, guess what? Those assholes won't do that's it. That's a great point. We will do it. That's a great point. Because when you look at uh, companies like Allbirds yes. and up-and-coming shoe uh -huh. companies, which, by the way, who would ever say, I'm going to make a shoe company? Like, why would you go after the, the dollars and brands that are in there? But anyway, people do it. I, I, agree, with, <laughs> I agree with you. And so 
it'll come down to what percentage of people want to work whenever they want, wherever they want, however they want, how many want to do hybrid and how many like want to just balls out, go to the office and do that whole game. I don't have an answer for that. And I don't think you do either, but I think both of us probably expect a greater number of people to want the flexibility to do whatever the hell they want, wherever the hell they want, whenever the hell they want. So in that case, the employers that offer that are going to get the best people, period. So if you as an organization aren't thinking about how do we make that world happen, you're just going to lose. You're going to lose in the future. I agree. And, and, and last but not least for me, I think every company should look at Brian Chesky and his leadership and it, not his moves, but and how authentic he is. He is transparent. He is authentic. When he oh. fucks up, he says he's fucked up. That, to me, shows real, true Dude. leadership. Tale of two companies. The Nike story yeah. was leaked email yes. from employees. Exactly. Airbnb, I had to do a double take Out because I was everybody. like, this yeah. is on Airbnb's website. Yes. And it's from Brian Chesky. Yes. Like that's a tale of two companies, a tale of two different times in business. Right. And the future favors the Airbnbs of the world. Agreed. And we're going to enjoy a tale of two beers. What's going on? Hey, hey, what's going on? Finish our Chimay and get a Duval. We're on a beach in Belgium drinking beer. Life is good. We We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? podcast the chat the cheese brilliant they talk about recruiting they talk about technology but most of all they talk about nothing just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know and yet you're listening it's incredible and not one word about cheese not one cheddar blue nacho pepper jack swiss so many cheeses and not one word so weird Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chadcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.